0: Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Wide
1: Men Can't Score on the Wide Men Network. Brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, WoWfreecam.com, and Facebook.com slash makeup Here on the Wide Men Network, check out all the great features at BlogTalkRadio.com. Flash Wide Men Can't Jump. Now here's your host from North of the Border, Tim Dombrova.
0: Good afternoon, everyone, or slightly before noon, if you're up in the north and western Canada. Welcome to another edition of Wide Men Can't Score, where we are going to take a look at the craziness going on in the NHL right now is coaches are dropping like flies on a hot summer night uh, some makes them a little bit of sense most don't uh, we've even had a general manager bite to dust followed by some other nonsense that we'll take a look at first off though let's take a quick look at uh, yesterday in the NHL uh, only uh, five games yesterday Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs handed to the San Jose Sharks, uh, 5-3. Pretty good game. Uh, Return of Austin Matthews, who promptly puts up two goals and an assist. Um, Of note in this game, Mitch Marner uh, with uh, three more assists, pushing his point total to 36, which moves him above Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid now sitting in fourth in the scoring behind uh, Miko Rantanen, uh, Nathan McKinnon, and uh, Mitch Marner. Interesting. Uh, in other scores, Detroit starting to make a push uh, as they beat the hapless Blues. and We'll talk about the Blues in a minute or two. Uh, four to three in Detroit. Uh, the Red Wings up to 500 now. Uh, and for a team that was uh, total garbage, uh, they're starting to get their act together there a little bit. Uh, in uh, Florida, the uh, Ducks uh, beat the Panthers uh, three to two. Uh, the Panthers a uh, little shaky lately. Um, Ducks holding in there, <coughs> excuse me, uh, despite their uh, injuries and uh, the fact that their team is 342 years old but they're still getting her done uh, in Calgary. Uh, Dallas fought back and uh, defeated the Flames in overtime 4-3 to three, uh, on a uh, disputed goal, I might add, where uh, a little bit of goalie interference possibly there, depending on what side of the fence you're sitting on on goalie interference. But nonetheless, uh, well, the uh, goal counted 4-3 uh, to three Dallas over Calgary. And in the uh, late game, uh, Colorado, uh, all over Pittsburgh, 6-3, to three, with the aforementioned Nathan McKinnon, and Nico uh, Rant, and then lighten it up, <coughs> excuse me, hold on a second folks,
1: well, there
0: we go, we'll try to make that uh, not happen again, anyway, uh, not to be outdone, uh, Sidney Crosby fires up a hat trick, but not enough for Pittsburgh, and they go down to defeat 6-3. to three. So, having a quick peek at the standings uh, in the Eastern Division, or Conference, as you prefer, uh, leading the way, uh, the Buffalo Sabres uh, to, I would think, probably to everyone's surprise, um, are just lighting it up. Whether they can sustain that or not is another question. Um, I'm not sure they can, but it's nice to see Buffalo uh, do well for a change. They've been down in the dumpster for a long time, so uh, I'm not too upset about that. Uh, they're tied with uh, Toronto, although Toronto's played one more game. Uh, then we got Nashville uh, and Tampa Bay, uh, followed by Colorado. And a little drop to uh, Washington, uh, Columbus, Minnesota. That's your uh, top eight. Actually, I'm sorry. That's in the league. I'm reading the wrong, wrong, uh, wrong piece of paper. We got Buffalo, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Washington, Columbus, the Bruins, Rangers, and Carolina in the East. That's your top eight. Montreal actually tied with Carolina. In the West, we've got Nashville, Colorado. Minnesota, Calgary, Dallas Stars, San Jose Sharks, Anaheim Ducks, and Winnipeg Jets, and everybody else is looking in from the outside. If the playoffs were to start today, we would have Buffalo playing uh, Carolina, uh, Washington playing the Bruins, the Leafs in Tampa Bay, and Columbus in New York, that'd be your Eastern matchups, And in the West, uh, we'd have uh, Nashville against Winnipeg, uh, Calgary against Dallas, believe it or not, uh, Colorado against Minnesota, and the Sharks against the Ducks. Uh, Interesting and rather bizarre. Um, So that's your situation in the NHL. Let's move over to um, the coaching and uh, the record-setting pace that uh, the NHL is setting right now for uh, coaches and general managers being fired. Um, Let's take a look at the the one closest to home for me is, uh, of course, the Yemen Oilers, who fired Todd McClellan. And there's a lot of... (laughs) talk up here that that is the wrong guy. Uh, Peter Torelli, general manager of uh, the Oilers, has done a horrific job in uh, getting players, (coughs) excuse me, uh, signing contracts in particular uh, where he signed guys to just utterly ridiculous, uh, Milan Lucic in particular, you know, six for six million—it's incredibly insane. Um, the dry Drysital deal, while Leon is a good player, is too much money, um, and it's handicapped them, handcuffed them, if you will, that they can't really do much else. Um, they can't afford to go out and get anybody because um, they don't—I mean—they don't have anybody to give back. A eh? um, and then they can't afford them. Even if they did, uh, you know, in their case, they're paying uh, twenty-one million for McDavid and Drysital, who are, that's fine, I guess. Maybe a tad bit much, but then they've dropped another fifteen on Lucic, Hopkins, and Ryan Spooner, um, where we could argue at least nine of that sixteen is not necessary. Um, and then after that, on, you know, on the forward department, they've got nothing. Zach and Kyle Brodziak, Jujar Kahara. Uh, the only person who's turned up any amount of oomph out of that lineup is Alex Chason. And that was a total uh, shot in the dark. Um, they pay too much for their defensemen. Um, they get Their best defenseman, who I would say, they say is Oscar Clefboom. Clefbaum, sorry, I would say it's Darnell Nurse. Um, he doesn't get paid as much as Clefbaum, Larson or Russell, uh, so that to me is a goof. And then in the goaltending department, they pay um, six point seven for Talbot and Miko Koskinen. Who, yeah, he's playing well for the you know five games. Let's see what he does. Uh, long term before we get too excited about that deal that Cam Talbot is getting paid uh, too much money. Uh, so Shirelli's left the, left the coach there with not a lot of options. Uh, but anyway, he got fired. They hired Ken Hitchcock, who is well known for his short-term uh, fixes. And uh, so far, they're I believe um, two one and one under Hitchcock. So, yeah, some or maybe it's 3-1-1. Some some definitely uh, have played better and haven't been giving up as many goals, Uh, but then again, haven't been scoring them either, so we'll have to see how that uh, pans out. Um, In St. Louis, Mike Yeo, or Yao, depending on how you want to say it, he got the ax. But the Blues were playing absolutely horrid. Um, But they're another team with their lineup. They shouldn't be as bad as uh, what uh, their results anyway. So he got the hoof. Um, Craig Berube, I believe, has been named interim coach, but they're definitely interim. I don't know a lot about the St. Louis situation. Um, what I do know is that they haven't been any better since the change. So was it the coach? Uh, maybe not. The um, Los Angeles Kings, except their guy packing. Replaced him with, uh, Willie Desjardins. They've been slightly better, but not a whole lot. Um, the big news there is that, uh, he's kind of benched Yoriel Kovalchuk, uh, who they spent a ridiculous sum of money on. So that's rather interesting. So we'll have to see where that one goes. Um, uh, he wants that job, but, um, I don't know if he's going to get to uh, keep it or not. And uh, the last one before we get to the biggie, uh, the Blackhawks fired Joe Quinville and hired somebody, and I don't even know who he was or is. Uh, it hasn't helped. The Blackhawks are still a hot mess. Um, they keep trying to make – they keep making little trades. But somehow that's going to help things out there, and it, it just isn't. And um, – So that's just bizarre. Um, So that's four. And then, of course, the biggie was that Ron Hextall was fired as the general manager of the Flyers the other day. Um, A day went by, and then they fired the assistant general manager and the assistant coach, which totally makes no sense. But we'll get into that in more detail in a minute. Um, Let's... uh, Let's spin a quick commercial, and after the break, we'll uh, dig into the Flyers' mess. Be right back.
1: Have you been injured on the job? Facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination? You can rely on a compassionate, thorough representation at New Law Office. That's right. The practicing law of Stephen P. New he has practice areas of personal injuries, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, and employment discrimination. Mr. New is a proud sponsor of Wide Men Can't Jump, is a big basketball fan, and also pro wrestling fan in the West Virginia area. Stephen P. New will fight for you and will represent you whether it be locally or locally or nationally, get your free consultation today by dialing 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com today. Again, that's 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com today.
0: All right, so we're back. So let's look at this Philadelphia Flyer mess. Um, When you first look at it, All right, Flyers, uh, dead last in the East, underperforming. Um, So on the surface, you go, all right, uh, the head's good roll there. But you would expect that it would be the coach's head who rolled. But uh, they decided to fire Hextall. And in an interview, this was the reason given. Um, He was very confident in his plan and his vision, and he wasn't going to waver from that plan. Uh, This is from Dave Scott, who is the head man at Comcast, who owned the Flyers. Uh, Do I think we can do better as a team? Uh, Not two years or three years from now, but right now, I think the answer is yes. Now, I don't know what David Scott knows about uh, what his credentials are as far as a hockey guy goes. I'm going to assume that he's a businessman and only cares about whether the Philadelphia Flyers make money or not. Um, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I, I would guess that that's the case. Um, then we get Holmgren, who says that uh, Hestall, in his time as a general manager, has put this organization, organization in a good spot. Um, That said, it's in the best interest of this organization. It's time for a new voice with a different mindset that could push the team to a new level. Um, Who hired him? Oh, wait a minute. That's Paul Holmgren. So if Hextall has his mindset and his voice is old and needs to be replaced, does not Holmgren's mindset and voice also need to be replaced? Um, I've never understood that when uh, the coach is not adequate and it's the general manager who hired him. Um, so obviously the general manager was wrong too. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh Ron was more of a deep-thought guy. Um, I was an aggressive guy. Both approaches have good qualities. Both approaches have bad. But we're here today to do what's right for the organization. Uh, Okay. Uh, But what is that? Um, I will argue, well, let me finish this part first, and then we'll do the argument. I mean the Flyers are, you know, under five hundred and a minus thirteen in goals. Um they're four points out of a playoff spot and five points out of a wild card. Um that being said, they've also had both their goalies or what they call starting goalies, of so both bits of dust and we'll get into that in a minute. Um they have uh as far as I'm concerned, and I believe it's not even an arguable thing, Uh, Carter Hart in the AHL, who is the top goalie prospect in the league, or in the minors, however you want to word that. But but they don't want to bring him up and rush it. Um, If that's the case, and you know you're, uh, you're basically admitting your goaltending is bad, but you're not quite ready to bring up the young guy, why would you expect Better results. Um, that makes no sense to me. Apparently, the decision to fire Hextall came after multiple weeks of discussion. Okay, well, the season has only been on for eight weeks, so they were ready to fire him a month ago. Seems on also. <clears throat> Apparently, this was ultimately Holmgren's call, which, of course... I mean, he's just saving his own ass, so that makes some sense from that, from his perspective. Um, what has become clear is that Hexdall's vision for the team and its long-term success did not align with more urgent tone from ownership, which senses apathy in the fan base and have heard season ticket holders threatening non renewals if the team's trajectory didn't change. Um, uh, this is Philadelphia People. The Flyers' fan base complains about everything. The Flyers could win the Stanley Cup or make it to the final, and the Flyers' fan base would be complaining. That's what they do. That's what all fan bases do, for that matter, complain. things are going good, you don't hear much. things are going bad, well, there you go. Um, As always, you know, this is about – they'll have to be – we have great fans. They'll have to be patient. We'll invest everything we have to win hockey games. Uh, okay, but then you should fire your coach. Dave Haxtell, I don't know what kind of a guy he is. He's had zero success there. Granted, <clears throat> he has mid game of the greatest players in the world, but that's still his job, is to get the most out of those players, and he's not. Uh, that being said... Uh, Names rumored for consideration. And this is where I laugh harder. Ron Francis. uh, No success in Carolina. Maybe a good hockey mind. But a player, which is what they probably ought to avoid. Um, I mean, there's talk of Chris Pronger. Good Lord. Let's hope not. Uh, I would say they might be better off. Uh, Chuck Fletcher is not a bad move. Um... At least he's a general manager, not a wannabe general manager. And uh, then I would suspect that whoever they hire will promptly fire Dave Haxtell and will bring in their own guy, whoever that may be. I know who it should be. But whether they can talk him into coaching there is another question. So if you own the Philadelphia Flyers, If you're Comcast, so in this case, what I'm basically saying is if I'm Comcast, what do you do? Well, I'll tell you. This is what I do. So I'm now Dave Scott, head of the Comcast division that looks after the Flyers. I fire Paul Holmgren. But first, before I do that, I have I have my new general manager and coach in mind. But I fire Paul. I then hire uh, my general manager, whoever he may be. And that is kind of open, because there are probably four or five fairly decent choices for that. And I'm not uh, really up on the executives of the world. But I'm thinking Chuck Fletcher's not a bad place to start. So I hire Chuck Fletcher he immediately fires Dave Haxtell and all the coaches. Of course, you can't, you don't, well, you don't immediately do that. You do that once you have your new coach lined up. Once you have your new coach lined up, you fire Dave Haxtell and his entire coaching staff. Anybody he brought, no, everybody's got to go. Entire coaching staff is gone. Uh, you hire Joel Quenville if you can get him. If you can't get him, uh, you perhaps look at Alain Vigneault short-term. Um, and after that, possibly Todd McClellan. I think Todd McClellan is a much better coach than what he got to show in Edmonton. Um, so maybe one of those three. Whoever, I'm happy with it, any of those three he makes his assistant coach hires and then you have a long hard look at reevaluating that god awful roster now i have read several reports where everybody is quite happy with the roster except for the goaltending and the um prospects in the minors Uh, who apparently is ranked ninth in the NHL. Well, I look at their roster, and I go, Claude Giroux, great hockey player. Ridiculously good contract, only paying him $8 million, when he should be getting 10 or 12. No argument from me there. Uh, Jacob Voracek, same thing. Excellent hockey player. Got him locked up till he's no longer and he's in his prime. Wonderful. Then we have James Van who uh, who's not a bad hockey player, but is hurt on a regular basis and somehow managed to, at 30 years old, manage to swindle $35 million out of the Philadelphia Flyers. Until 2023. That's a bad one. Uh, Yari Laterra, 4.7, maybe a little heavy, but not too bad. Sean Couturier at 4.3 is a steal. Uh, Wayne Simmons at 4 million is a steal, although he is a UFA, so you've got a problem there. Um, then after that you're looking at basically young guys um, some of which uh, Jordan Wheel particularly um, Patrick uh, Nolan Patrick if he pans out um, there's some promise there but you're not paying anybody there any great amount of money so that you can live with that um, on defense uh yeah, uh, Andrew McDonald getting five million dollars a year too much. Shane Gottsbehair getting four and a half is I can live with, although he is mostly offense. Um, Radko Gudas, uh, he brings a lot to the table. Maybe not the greatest player in the world, brings a lot of goof to the table though. Three point three might be a little heavy for him. Um, and then you've got. Uh, Robert Hag, Ivan Provorov, Provorov, uh, and then, you know, your fillers. So you're not wasting a whole lot of money on the D either, but you don't have that good of one. So there's some upgrades that could be made there. Uh, And then in the net, oh, good Lord, in the net. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, Right now they've still got Elliot and on in the injured reserve. Um, they both get paid too much, they both suck, they're both not ancient, but over 30, they're both UFAs next year, they both gotta go Uh, you bring up Carter Hart and you go out and get a backup or a starter, pay some money quit picking up other people's fucking leftover garbage I mean, Brian Elliott couldn't stop a goddamn beach ball in Calgary. And he couldn't stop one in St. Louis before that. Well, he had one good year. And <clears throat> since then, he's been, been trash. No knock on Brian Elliott, the person. Same with Michael Neuverth. Um, You know, no knock on him. Might be a great guy. But how, how do you go from... You know, he just isn't any good. And yet he... He went from one point six million a year to two and a half. You you can't hand out contracts like that. They kill you. And people oh it's only nine hundred thousand dollars raise. It's another million you can spend somewhere else getting somebody better. I mean, do I have to say the words Roman Chechmanic to you people? Or Ilya Brisgalov? If you want me to dig a little deeper, I will, but I promise you the names will become more frightening. Um, I don't know who that goalie is that they go and get, but bloody hell, go and look. You won't know until, I mean, that is the job of a general manager. That's what he does. I mean, I was horrified to hear that in the off-season that they didn't even make an offer to John Tavares. Well, Why wouldn't you? That's that's your job. Why would you pass up one of the biggest free agents? Well, well, he probably wasn't going to come here. Well, that is probably true. But how the hell would you know if you never even bothered to find out? That for sure made, made sure he wasn't coming. It's moves like that that are that are ridiculous. I don't know who's up. Maybe there's some uh, a goalie UFA. I'm not sure who's available um for next year. But um you 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 it behooves you to look and to find out, okay, who can we get? You know, if Carter Hart's not quite ready to take the or you know, you want to bring them in slowly, which I've never really understood either. I mean you either and Carter Hart is I don't know how old he is, but he, he's not eighteen. Um I I really believe you've either got it Um, Or you don't. I don't. I don't think you. uh, Or very rarely, anyway. You get the odd player who who shows nothing for a year or two, and then suddenly blossoms. But usually, there's signs there that okay, this guy's either got it or he doesn't. Particularly in the net, where it's not pretty hard to hide there. You know, Carter Hart's going to be 21. I mean, you drafted him three years ago he he's not ready yet what what has he been doing in the minors? Have you been playing him um, like i'm i'm sort of it's sort of lost on me that uh you know if you drafted him in twenty sixteen they sent him back to the western Hockey League where he promptly threw up a one point nine nine and a point nine two seven Uh, Goals against the same percentage. Um, They sent him to Lee Valley where he never played, so I don't know why they bothered sending him there. Uh, In 2017, 2018, he played once again, went back to the Western Hockey League where he did even better. Um, Even throwing up a a 2.4 and a 9.21 in the playoffs in 22 games. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what more development he requires. And if he does, why wasn't he in the AHL last year instead of tearing up the Junior League for the second or third year in a row um, when he didn't need to be there, where he would learned everything he needed to learn at the Western Hockey League level? That's poor management, which I don't know necessarily if that falls on or who that falls on at the flyers level. But somebody. Uh so regardless. You got uh you got some dead weight up front. Van Riemsdyk can go. That saves you seven million bucks right there, although I don't know who the hell you'd ever talk into taking that contract. Um, you're gonna you've got Yari Latera and Wayne Simmons are both UFAs. Michael Raffle and Jordan Wheel are both UFAs. Scott Lawton is an R F A, and so is Oscar Lindblom. Um Ivan Provorov, office an RFA, and that's going to be a costly one. Uh, you, you've got work ahead of you, and you're going to have to replace your goalies because you're insane if you bring either one of them back. Totally nuts. Uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, it's a total mess. I don't expect the Philadelphia Flyers to get any better anytime soon. Uh, it's the same old story. Uh, we want change, we want change, we want to win. But we're the guys who picked him, so if his vision is wrong, I don't know how ours can be any wronger. Or writer, I guess, might be more correct. Uh, but if I was a Flyers fan, I'd be pulling my hair out. Uh, I mean, I'm all for that your team has got to suffer a little bit, you know, when they reload. But I don't know that the Flyers have ever been – I mean, when was the last time the Flyers were really good? I don't mean like, you know, decent. I mean like really good. Uh, They made it to the cup final a couple years back, I want to say. But, you know, there there was a time when going to Philadelphia, nobody – you didn't want to go there. And not just because the team was tough, which is also something that they've lost. They 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 have no toughness at all. I mean, they lost to Toronto the other night, six to nothing, and there was no pushback, no fights. They didn't even take a minor penalty. How in the fuck do you play a six nothing game when you're losing, and nobody even takes a slashing penalty? Uh, that. That is a sign of um, not giving a crap, I would have to say. Uh, the Flyers in the last 10 years, that's far enough back for anyone to care. Um, or at least for me it is anyway. 2008-2009, lost in the quarterfinals. Next year, uh, blah, 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 blah. Lost in the Stanley Cup. So they were in the Stanley Cup in 2009. Lost in the semifinals to the Bruins the year after that. Lost in the semifinals to the Devils. Lost in the first round to the Rangers. 2014 didn't qualify. 2015 out in the first round. 2016 did not qualify. 2017 lost in the first round. Okay, so that's four years of, uh, last four five years. Three first-round knockouts and two didn't make the playoffs. Time for a new coach. That's not even tough, uh, particularly when you are on the record as saying you like your roster and you like what you got in the minors. Well, then the coach isn't getting enough out of him, and it's time for him to go. Oh, no, let's let's fire the general manager and the assistant general manager. Hey, eh? that'll look good. That'll keep the heat off us for a little while when we try to figure out what the fuck we're doing. Because we don't know. Because we're a bunch of idiots. Paul Holmgren, you should be fired. Dave Scott, you might be on the hook. Except, I said, I'm not really sure how knowledgeable you are in a hockey sense. And whether anybody at Comcast really cares whether the Philadelphia Flyers win or not. Uh, I said I would venture to say that they're more interested in the bottom line than they are whether they win or not. Unless that affects the bottom line, which uh, I don't know about. I think attendance in Philadelphia is pretty good. So I don't think that is a problem. Uh, At least, and then they were crying wolf that it was. And uh, like I said, I I think Flyer, Philadelphia fans' bases are pretty loyal. Um, Good lord, they've been going to the Eagles games for a long time until last year. Uh, let's see what the attendance is for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers this year. Uh, Philadelphia is fourth on uh, an average crowd of 19,000, uh, which is at 96%. They ain't, they ain't hurting. 98% at home. Close to being sold out on a full-time basis, as you can get, just about. So, that is a crying wolf scenario that the people aren't coming to the games. <sighs> Let's be honest, folks, people will do what they have to do to cover their own asses. It's just the way it is. Nature, the beast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, to your Flyer fans, hang in there. Hopefully, they somebody gets something right there and they hire a coach. And a GM, or, you know, when they hire a GM, we're talking about who fires a coach and gets a new one. Um, whether they will or not, who knows? Time will tell. But hopefully, that, uh, I don't want to see anybody do poorly for those reasons. Uh, let's take a quick look at before we wrap her up. Uh, tonight's games. And the, uh, Of course, as always, these picks brought to you by Storm, the fantastic feline. The magnificent Maru, the soothsayer, is catching hockey genius people. It was running at about 57% on this season, uh, 50 games over 500. Well, not quite, uh, 48, I believe it is now, after the last two days. Uh, Storm's a little bit worried about her picks today. These yeah, are some tough games, but uh, nonetheless... She has got, and I just want to make sure I got this correct, so let's consult the Facebook page. Um, Storm has selected in tonight's matchups the Boston Bruins over the New York Islanders, the Columbus Blue Jackets over the Minnesota Wild. The Ottawa Senators over the Rangers. Tampa Bay to end Buffalo's winning streak. Uh, Nashville to defeat the Coyotes. The Jets to defeat the Blackhawks. The Oilers to defeat Los Angeles. And the Las Vegas Knights to defeat the Vancouver Canucks heard it here first from the Furry Fur Line. And if she's wrong, she promises to, of course, abstain from the wet food and only go to the bathroom outside, no longer in the confines of a warm litter box, ladies and gentlemen. So, I guess with that, that's it for another edition of Wide Men Can't Score. Thanks to all of you who listened in. Uh... We're kind of on a hit-and-miss schedule these days with this show, and damn near everything on this network as we... The Christmas season has caused a lot of grief and strife here. Um, We will be on, I believe, Friday with some type of pick show for NFL and college football, maybe even a little bit of college basketball. And uh, we'll be back Wednesday for sure with the uh, flagship show, Why Men Can't Jump, with uh, probably Nate and me. As Tom is uh, in the work situation for the holidays season is just ridiculous. And if he ain't working, the man's asleep. And who can blame him? Uh, and other than that, that's what I know. So, as always, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another edition of Wide Man Can't Score. Talk to you soon. Everybody be safe. Look out for each other, etc., etc. As we don't want anyone to get harmed this close to the holidays and or after. So as I said, use your brain. Watch out for the crazies because they're out there. Sometimes you got to take this stuff into your own hands. And be preemptive in keeping yourself out of trouble. So as I said... Everyone, have a good day, have a good night, look after yourselves. We'll see you soon. I'm out of here.
1: Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network. Blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at NewLawOffice.com, Facebook.com slash MakeUpKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in same time, same place for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradiocom Wide Men Can't Jump.